the first thing that popped into my mind when I thought about imprint was my fingerprint. And everybody has a different fingerprint. So I love that quote you have, what's your PI? So that makes you, what makes you unique? And your fingerprint makes you unique. Your positive, positive, positive. Imprint. 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 Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for your positive imprint. Hello, this is Catherine, host of Your Positive Imprint, the variety show featuring people all over the world whose positive actions are inspiring positive achievements. Exceptional people rise to the challenge. Music by the talented Chris Noll. And congratulations to Chris. He has a new book available on Amazon, and it is a bestseller. The title is Collect Your Music Royalties, a do-it-yourself guide for the self-administering songwriter and recording artist. Hey, check it out. And as always, a huge thank you to Chris for permission to use some of his music on this podcast, including Elevated Intentions, in which he composed for your positive imprint. Check out Chris and his music at chrisnoll.com, C-H-R-I-S, N-O-L-E. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Your Positive Imprint. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Sign up for email updates from my website, yourpositiveimprint.com. And thanks for listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or, well, your favorite podcast platform. Thank you. Your Positive Imprint. What's your P.I.? S.L. Arditya is a 19-year-old college student from southern India. He listens to podcasts, and he came upon Your Positive Imprint during the Design Your T-Shirt for Your Positive Imprint International Contest. He entered his design and won. Thank you so much for voting. I appreciate you and all of my listeners who support this podcast. Arditya explained his winning design on last week's episode 183 and also the misconceptions of designers in India, as well as how he came into being in the world of design. I've had the opportunity to chat with Arditya, and at 19, he has so many positive imprints. Today, part two with S.L. Arditya. Arditya begins today's episode reminding us of the importance of design and designers. The fine line between design and art is the purpose. And art, it can be beautiful, it can be aesthetic, but a design has a purpose. I would like everyone to just look around their room. Every single thing that is around us has been designed by someone. It can be a remote and on the remote, there's some button. Even that button, the icon, every single thing is designed. I'm really grateful to be in this field. To study design and I I personally feel that accessories clothing they don't have a gender anybody can look good at them and anybody can just wear them and feel themselves and that takes a lot of courage that's what I feel art and design have been looked down upon in many parts of the world for Arditya it's not just about doing what he likes it's about becoming a role model and giving back to his community. Aditya takes the time to teach orphan children at the local orphanage how to draw and paint. 
but after observing and getting to know the students, he changed his approach to a lesson that would have a deeper meaning for each child. Actually, my neighbors, when they got to know that I just finished school and I'm going to take up design, they were not too excited about it. But they were very excited about my sister taking up law. But my my mother is very close with my neighbors. So I I used to win an art contest maybe every two weeks. I was at it. Every every day I would look for a design contest, art contest. And I was, I was just at it and I, I had a just winning streak during the pandemic. And every day, the moment I would win, my mom would rush to the neighbors and she would tell them that uh, Aditya has won this, this and all. He's getting this from America. It's He won an American contest, things like that. And now, when it, my neighbors extended family visit them, the, the father-in-law, mother-in-law, or the brother or sister and their children, they use me as an example now. They tell their kids that one day you should be like him. And they encourage them to do art now. So that transition has been superb for me. Like just a few years ago, they were so reluctant to even recognize art as a career or a college path. Now they're telling their own kids to take up art as a hobby right now while they're kids and do something about it. And I think I have this passion for NGOs also, non-profit organizations. And I've worked with a lot of NGOs. So I would make a lot of paintings and I would sell them. And if all the money I collect, I give it to some kind of a charity. So the NGO was very happy with me. So they invited me to teach design or art to their kids. So I went there and I saw they were small orphans, you know, of, of different ages. Some were 12, some were eight, some were five. So my challenge was, how do I maybe teach them to draw a parrot? Right, so a parrot can be easy to draw for a 12-year-old, but can be very difficult to draw for a four-year-old. So I faced that challenge because the age was so diverse. But then I, what I did was, instead of giving them a prompt, instead of me telling them what to do, I told them to close their eyes and pic picture their happy place. And I told them, now you draw that. Whatever you think, or whatever it looks like, draw that. And every drawing had that, that happy son and it had parents, their mom and dad with them. And that was just so heart-filling. These little orphans, their happy place is their parents. And unfortunately, some of them don't even have a picture of them. So now they have this drawing that they can show for one day. And that just felt so great. And I felt like this was bigger than me. I felt like I have this responsibility to share happiness through one skill that I know. Yes. Oh, Ardita, this is so fabulous. Thank <laughs> you. You are truly an amazing person. And at 19, you have so much to share with, with the world. And certainly your future now with your positive imprint with your shirt. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Your name is S.L. Ardita. So the S.L. is the first part of your name, but you go by Ardita. That is something that is done in India. In India, there's a very big caste system. 
India is uh, has the majority of Hindu people, and in Hinduism there's a big caste chart. So there's a man. So there are different castes for each body part of that man. The head is the Brahmin, the shoulders one, the the knees and the leg. So the leg is called Shudra. So each class or the caste had different responsibilities. The head of the person, the Brahmin, he was considered the highest caste. So they were usually priests and teachers. While Shudras, the feet, they were the lowest caste. So they were made to work as slaves, as very, you know, low wage workers. So caste system has been prevalent in India for many, many, many centuries. So it's not just, it's, it's not easy to just say there's no caste. Everybody's equal. Come back to reality. You can't do that. And it takes time. So just maybe, maybe a century ago, um, a great man in Tamil Nadu, in South India, he was so fed up and frustrated with the caste system. He decided that there should be no surname. So in India, the surname, the last name, it's, it's not just the family name. It's the name of the caste they belong to, a particular person. So just by the sur surname or the last name, they were able to differentiate between the caste and they were able to, you know, treat them badly. So that man in Tamil Nadu a, year, a century ago decided that this should not be done. So if they are going to treat us badly just because of our last name, let's remove the last name. No, we'll have no last name. We will honor our, our own family, our own parents, our own grandparents. So that's when this new system started in South of India. That was the initials. So we stopped giving our children surnames or last names. Instead, they had initials and the name of their parents or grandparents. For example, I'm S.L. Aditya. So S stands for my father's name, Shantakum. And L stands for my mother's name, Lakshmi. So my identity is associated with my family and it belongs to nobody else. So that makes me a unique person. And that's how you should treat me as a normal human being, not above or not below you. So that's how this system came into being. And it's been around for a few decades now. And I feel this is the best practice. I also feel that it's fair if you want your last name because it shows that you belong to this community. And that also gives you an identity. And I am not against having a, a last name or a family name. But what I'm against is discrimination based on your caste. That's the message here. That's a good message. Yes. That's, that's a profound message, of course. It's still prevalent in some rural places, villages and all. There are a lot of malpractices, but our justice system is coming for it. They are banning a, a lot of practices just in the name of religion. You can't treat someone badly. So I'm very happy for where India is headed now. That's good. Yeah. That's good. A good future. I would actually like to elaborate about the current trend that's going around, which is mostly fashion, at least in the urban cities. Right now, it's like everybody has to be on their A-game, fashion A-game. Everybody wants to be a content creator. Everybody wants to be an influencer on Instagram. So, And everybody wants to look their best. So right now, fashion has been a talking topic in India. And now there are a lot of feedback that a lot of people from my generation get. It's mostly about stop wearing that, don't wear that. 
cover your knees cover your sleeves and I, I i would emphasize that on girls especially girls face that even my sister my family are very supportive but women who does does not cover her knees or something they are looked down upon which i think is very unfortunate just like an artist is able to paint and express expresses emotions through a brush just like that a person can express emotions or express himself in any manner through his clothes through the way he looks and i feel that there should be no restrictions about it and they should be able to express themselves in whatever manner they want and i feel that my generation has this a lot of acceptance they have started realizing that there are not only two genders not not just male and female not only one sexuality which is straight there are more sexualities and now my own friends who used to make jokes on sexuality when maybe a few years ago now they are, they are some of them are coming out of the closet some are some are talking about it so i feel there's this change in the society where my generation is actually talking about things and i feel i i think that's mainly because of fashion i would say fashion is the most instant way to express yourself that's what i feel for example a guy he wants to suddenly showcase his true identity maybe as a transgender the next day he would finally wear a skirt and feel like himself and he would be able to go out and people are now my generation is there to accept it to 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 support that person in their journey and i think fashion as i said is the instant form of change one day you're wearing something the second day you're wearing something else that you are actually actually confident about you feel like that's your real skin and i think that's just fabulous and with more and more acceptance in our parents generation my parents are close to 40 50 that generation is slowly evolving every day on newspapers and on news channels now they're talking about sexuality talking about fashion talking about creative fields that are now recognized as a career option so when i feel this is a very positive evolution of thoughts people are actually accepting that this is the reality they are not still stuck in their this fantasy that my religion says my forefathers have been doing this we have to follow the same customs and another thing in india is that india was very illiterate at one point some centuries ago most of our people were illiterate so when you have to teach them science you tell them don't do this do this because this will react with your dna this will happen to you they will not listen so they were you know taught in the name of god they said that if you do this god will be happy if you do this god will be unhappy this way people who had immense faith in god even though they were illiterate they started following these customs and some of them are scientific some of them are just just one weird tradition started suddenly for example every day in south india and now it's a little not that prominent now but maybe just a decade ago if you would visit the tamils tamil nadu is one state in south south india if you just go around the neighborhood every neighborhood 
outside their house have a, a rangoli rangoli is this design made with different materials on the ground it's basically like drawing with chalk on the road so every family the the mother or the female head of the family she every day she has to wake up six in the morning or five in the morning and she grinds rice rice is grinded and they add some water into it to make this paste and with that paste they make these intricate beautiful designs on the street i know it's a little different to, to even imagine but for us it will be completely normal it will be like just any other day every single house would have this beautiful design in front of their house now they say that this is our custom this is our tradition we have been doing it for so many centuries so we have to continue that but not a lot of people know the actual truth behind it why do you make this design so early in the morning why do you do that and actually i i forgot to mention one thing before making the rangoli before making the beautiful design on the road they clean the road using cow dung they mash the cow dung in water and they spray it all around their house and then sweep it with clean water and then they make the rangoli now of course when you ask the people right now why do you do this why do you use cow dung they don't know they do it in the name of god but the actual science is that that we want to help nature now when we make the rangoli we don't use artificial colors or artificial ingredients we use rice and that's because we want ants simple insects to not search for food they'll have food at every house every rangoli will have insects eating so we are helping nature we we want the ants to not roam around searching for food we want to help animals as well now second thing i mentioned was the cow dung why do we mix cow dung in water and sprinkle it around our house now cow dung actually has a lot of antibacterial properties so in india there was a period when dengue was a big thing dengue is a disease that is caused by mosquitoes so when you sprinkle cow dung that smell and because of that mosquitoes don't enter your house so our forefathers have thought about this there's an actual science behind this and there's actual morals behind this helping animals keeping ourselves safe from diseases but when you tell them this they will do it for one week they will do it for two weeks but the third week they will forget but if you tell them in the name of god the god wants you to clean your house every day in the morning wash it and make rangoli the god will be happy and they actually listen every day they would do it very religiously very on on time they would do it and that's how people forgot that there's actually science behind it they've been carrying out these customs but not a lot of people know the actual truth that went behind creating such custom so i i think i would like the listeners to if they get a chance to read about rangolis in india and especially in south india i mean you have to see how intricately these are made and you will be surprised this this lady who manages the entire house she'll take out time just to make this rangoli every single day and every day after any 15 or 20 minutes relaxation time that she gets between her work she will take that time to actually learn about new designs so what can i do differently tomorrow 
how else can i change up the shape and make it more interesting in india women they have no time i would say from waking up at 5 they have to take care of their children take care of their husbands lunch they have to pack their lunch and everybody wakes up around 5 or 6 even my mother she wakes up at 6 o'clock so she cooks for the entire family even though she's a working woman she has to wake up at 6 and finish packing breakfast and lunch and then she has to be out of the house by 8:45 otherwise she'll be late for work so in just that 2 3 hours i i can't even find time to talk to my mom she'll be that busy taking care of her family so most of the family responsibilities they fall on the women of the family and most of the money related problems they fall on the male that is that is how it has been for a very long time and now you will see that 25 year olds a lot of people are doing it differently so both man and woman are taking responsibility why should it be just the woman taking care of the house why should she be the only one taking care of the children why not the husband and if the husband one day suddenly he wakes up at 6 o'clock and starts helping his wife everyone starts praising the husband he such a good husband but the woman she never gets any praise she's doing it every day so now that is changing now my mom cooks my dad he packs the luncher for all of the for me my sister and my elder brother so they divide the work and i feel that is great they are role models for me i think america you have these wooden floors and carpets well you won't find wooden floors and carpets in not, not even in a single house in india we all have these tiles so we can't actually use vacuum the tiles have to be mopped so things like mopping sweeping washing the dishes that is considered as a girl's duty but whereas maybe fixing the ac or fixing an old oven or things like that are considered to be manly and a man a boy is supposed to do that but in my family we see no discrimination whatever help my parents need we are ready to do it one day i'll sweep i'll wash the dishes one day my sister will do it there's no such for us there's no such thing as this gender is supposed to do this this gender is supposed to do that so we don't make that line we erase that line and we say that everybody is responsible and that's how a family stays happy and that's how you are supposed to contribute my mom says one thing she always says that that family comes first then comes your career then comes your studies so if one day i have to say that tomorrow i have a presentation and i have to work on it and i can't help you that is unacceptable because she is putting her work on hold so that she can help around the house so i also have the same responsibility i have to spare 10 minutes from my schedule to help around the house so that that teaches me a lot so how to manage that life and work balance so when i get into a family when i have my own wife and children that is something this, these values that i have learned from them is something that will automatically apply to me i won't wait for dinner i won't wait for my wife to cook we'll share the duties and it is every parent's duty to raise a very socially a capable adult so i feel my parents have done a great job and i can independently live on my own take care of my expenses cook my own food and i owe everything to them i'm very grateful yes 
Very awesome. And that was so inspiring. Thank you so much. I wish that for everyone to realize that everyone should know their capabilities. Know that they're not less than anyone. Know that they are the best versions of themselves. And everybody is a student. Everybody and every day you learn something new. Nobody is a master. So everybody has their own problems to deal with. So, but yet you have to put up this, this cheerful self and just keep at it. And one day you'll reach heights that you never even dreamt about. So the first step for that is to realize who you are, to know what you are. And that's the best start point for anyone to go on on this journey of so-called life. That's all. Thank you. So, Arditya, where can people find you on Instagram? My Instagram ID is Aditya SL03. And you can spell that A-D-I-T-Y-A-S-L-03. And you can find all of my work there. And I also post things about how's my life going, what is the current update, what am I doing, where am I going wrong, where am I going right. All of that, I put that on my Instagram page and I hope that people can maybe learn from my mistakes or be inspired from my success. Thank you. Arditya, this has been such an incredible journey for me getting to know you. And so I thank you and I want to end with what you said. Everything is designed by a person. Fashion is an instant way to express yourself. And thank you so much for expressing your positive imprint on your winning design. Thank you so much, Miss Bracewater, for having me and for allowing me to share my thoughts. I don't think there'll be a lot of platforms for 19-year-olds to talk about their life. So I really, really thank you for this opportunity. And I'm happy to even, I'll be happy to even impactful for one person. Even if one person is inspired, or does something or changes something about their life because of this podcast, I'll be eternally grateful. Well, and so would I. Thank you. Yes, thank you for, for your journey. Thank you so much, Miss Catherine. Oh, thank you. It was you. lovely talking to you. All right, so the next four weeks, episodes might be a bit different. I'm taking time off, but you know me. I will be talking to people and learning about positive imprints around the world so I can share with you. Keep listening. There are some surprises over this next month. And guests that you can expect to hear from later on are climate change scientist Nathan Bindoff, freeing energy author, the charismatic TED Talk speaker Bill Nussie, reclaimed creations artist Sayaka, What's in a Name with Julianne, and many more guests in the lineup. And Arditya's design will be up on my shop this week. Go to yourpositiveimprint.com. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to download, subscribe, or follow this podcast. Your Positive Imprint. What's your P.I.?